You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the Prop G Markets podcast. For nearly two years, Prop G Markets has brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, Prop G Markets is launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer? It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts. And it is episode 54 of Eurobash, and we've got a bit of a Goliath week ahead of us in European MMA with both <laughs> Bellator, Dublin, and UFC Copenhagen taking place this weekend. A lot going on, and my God, it's become very wintry, hasn't it, Noel? It is just disgusting. It is, but the ruby's on, Peter. So we, we have to stay strong and, and support our boys. Is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely. We're going to win the World Cup after. We weren't, we were shy for the last year, and now we're brilliant again. I know it's a very weird game. I don't understand how we lose to by fifty points to England and then we're still number one team in the world. It's really confusing. Yeah, it is weird. It's just the, the ranking systems is mental. It's a bit like mixed martial arts. <laughs> yeah, really. the beautiful um, comparison. There we are. Yeah, it's, it's all over the shop. But uh, how many yeah. ma- how many matches would you like when like say when World Cup when I was really into soccer? I'd probably watch every single match. Is it has it been like that for you? I was excited on the first day, but it, it's died an awful death since then. Has it been bad? It's just you get a lot of mismatches. Like they have to sort of try and build the teams in terms of like the the Georges there, the Russias. There, you know, there's a big discrepancy from the top sort of six teams down right. to them. So you get a lot of sort of probably good games enough to watch. But this, you know, when they're playing the bigger sides, they're going to get a drubbing. Like there's there's no chance you're wasting your money putting money on it. Like would peak Noel McGrath get his game on the Russian national team? I get my game. Pete Noel McGrath would start for New Zealand. Man. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a stupid question. Stupid oh my question. God. Get on with the MMA. Sorry, man. Yeah, of course. Let's let's hit up this uh, the news for this week. It's the latest news on Eurobash. All right. Um, Volkan Ozdemir is going to fight Alexander Rakic on December 21st. What a fight that is, man. Ozdemir and Rakic fuck right off. That's amazing, yeah. man. Yeah, it's a good scrap. I'm enjoy- looking forward to that one. Like, I mean, Ozdemir is just kind of bounced back into the win column, and then you have this Uber prospect at 205. That's a serious fight, Yeah, man. but I think that's what they're trying to do. They're, they're looking to fast-track guys now, and I think Ozdemir, after those three losses, and obviously bouncing back last time out, it, it's a good opponent for me in terms of that, because is Ozdemir going to get back for a title well, Ozdemir was soon? in Rakic's position. That's what I mean. You know? So it's vice versa now. They need people to start hitting the top of that division or it's getting very, very slim and, you know, John Jones, well, obviously... I think it might be... Like, I know, like, I know it, it historically has had way more competition in it, but at the moment it's not too bad, like, I mean, compared to what we were doing... No, but they need, to, they, they need to build that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, and, you, know, you have Johnny Walker, you have exactly. Corey Anderson, 
Uh, Jan Blachowicz now coming off that um, that uh, Luke Rockhold. Now he's taking on Jackery. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting enough, but yeah, I do get your point. There's still a massive gulf yeah, in terms is, of talent. Is. So, but it's good to see. I think, and uh, obviously, with you know, um, we thought we might see Jones and, and Stipe. That's not happening. So it's looking like Cormier and and um, and uh, Stipe part three. Run so it back, yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah, um, why not? Shane Burgos v. Makwan Amerikani has been added to the UFC 244 card in New York. That's going to be Makwan's long-awaited US debut. The man is usually only exclusively fought in uh, Europe up until this point, so that's going to be good to see. Um, big news just after the podcast broke last week. Uh, Standard. We, yeah, absolutely. The minute we start recording, boom. James Gallagher will now face Roman Salazar in the Bellator main event this Friday. Cal Eleanor revealed a potentially career-threatening scan, which forced him out of the card. Um, I don't think the uh, there's any finality in that just yet. I, I, from what I hear, um, Cal is looking into a few things. Um, so hopefully, uh, whatever way that goes, it will be a, of benefit to him. Uh, another bit of news that slipped through the cracks. Uh, Bellator actually put this at the end of a press release that was announcing their broadcast. <laughs> Uh, it's like Charlie Ward isn't on the card either. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I noticed that a couple of weeks ago. Did you? Look, yeah. I mean, I was like, someone goes to me the other day, Charlie Ward's out, and I was like, what? Yeah, they just they they're very like they were advertising <laughs> Reds or like we we knew about Reds or six weeks before. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Man, I, I'm not down with that. I think it's selling wolf tickets to people. Grand for for a week, but like literally, well, Reds we had heard the six weeks for, ago, but we, yeah. we didn't. Yeah, we didn't yeah, know, yeah, for didn't sure. know for sure, of course. So. But um, you know. <laughs> These things happen. Pure L. Pietro Petrini will not have an opponent anyway. But uh, Joey Joey Herbert's first title defense has been booked for Cage Warriors 109 in Birmingham. Couldn't be a better location. And he's going to fight Kane Carrizosa, who who I believe is a a former UFC fighter. Um, Also announced today by yours truly was Alexander Illich, the man who shocked the world with that head kick knockout with uh, Damian Janikowski at KSW. 47 will take on Cesare Kesic at KSW 51 in Zagreb. Huge addition to that card. Obviously, Illich from the Balkan area is there, and he made a huge name for himself off that Janikowski win. So, um, yeah, that's all the headlines I got. I might have missed a few, um, but what can you do? Yeah, but, well, uh, Brandon Gertz is, is out of his fight. That's off the Oh, yeah, that's completely well. off now. Yeah, the John Tuck had stepped in to replace yeah. um, Paul Redman. But you know what? It's not like... It's not, yeah, it's not a it's not Once a Redman changer, was gone, yeah. like, I mean, nobody really was going. I can't wait to see Brandon Gertz. No offense to him. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, big time. I feel like the Bellator cards are really geared towards the regional uh, audience. But um, Speaking of that Bellator card, Brian Moore's gone. Charlie Ward's gone. Paul Redman's gone. Kyle Eleanor is out and in fairness to Kyle Eleanor he had done a lot to drum up uh, time, that man. fight with James Gallagher and he had really sold to me as in I was compelled to see how James would get on against this guy I'd seen Kyle fight Big step. Uh, Nathan Grayson and um, yeah I, I mean has has the card suffered yeah. greatly do you feel oh massively of, yeah I, I think you know the stock sort of Paul's got Remond especially in my opinion as we've talked about and um you know, Paul's sort of taken over that mantle as the old Irish meathead vet of mixed yeah. martial arts here. And it was very, very tough to see Paul um, get pulled off that card. And obviously, best wishes to him with the foot and uh, getting healed up. But yeah, it has. And then you've James's opponent within a week change. And Brian Moore off the card. Brian always brings a, a big audience and eyes, uh, especially over his last couple of performances. And Charlie's been on a great momentum. run as well. 3-0 exactly. Bellator. 3-0. You know? So... 
Yeah, it has, man. It's it's disappointing that that's happened. But like you know, as I said the other day, you know, I think I tweeted out, you have people moaning about the card and shit. But like, shit, this ha- shit happens in mixed martial arts. There's nothing you can do about it. Guys get injured. It's the fight game. It's the hurt business. We've just been unfortunate in Dublin with a number of cards. Yeah. If you remember the infamous UFC card here, Dublin's as well. a hard place to put on an event. It is. That's that's the, that's the truth. Um, I there was huge reaction to uh, Roman Salazar being announced as James Gallagher's new opponent. I, I I think this is crazy. You're going to get on the guy when he has accepted a fight a it's week true. away from a fight, like a, a, week, a week away from this main event. His opponent his opponent was forced off the card, and people are going, oh, who's this bum? If you think it's clever for for James to fight like a big name, some big names were calling him out when this dropped off. If you think that's clever, that James to fight one of these guys it's on stupid. a week's notice? Like, it's idiot. idiotic. Yeah, it is It's idiotic. idiotic. Like, it is, and a lot of guys do this, and I pointed this out as well. A lot of guys put their hands up knowing they're not going to get a fight, saying, you know, it's put their public images. If they're, oh, I'm down to fight anyone. They have bloods to do. They have head scans to do. They have to fly in, you know, logistics yeah. from the US and stuff like that. These guys know they're not getting a fight, half of them that are putting their hands up. So fair fucks to Salazar for stepping up and taking the fight, and fair play to James more than anyone yeah, for taking the fight, as you said. Total different matchup for him now. Um, big, big risk. And he's been preparing for obviously for a guy like Cal Eleanor and a week. Come on, G- give the guy some plaudits. Look, this guy has twice the experience James has. He has fought in the US three time, UFC yeah. three times. He lost. He lost three times. I mean, he fought. He fought Kid Yamamoto. Yeah. I mean, lads. The late Kid Yamamoto. Yeah. 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 Look, I mean, if you if you think this is a walk in the park, like oh, he's getting another can, like ridiculous, yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I think it's a good fight. I, I think when I see people talking like that, it's like oh, and look, this is pretty common. Oh, you don't like James? Mm. Like, yeah, okay, that's that's why you're complaining. It's nothing to do with. The oh, ninety percent of it is. Yeah. You know, you get the whole oh, and that's and basically that's what he's trying to do. So I mean, he's succeeding <laughs> there. I guess so. <laughs> you're talking, dickheads. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, like the people are going to me like, why isn't he fighting Don Wooding? And I was like, if you were his manager and you recommend he fight Don, Don Wooding, you're a moron. On oh a week's my notice. god! Yeah, like, and look, James said he likes that fight. But as well as that, if you want to take Franz Malambo yeah. and Dom Wooding off that card, that, you're, you're mental. That's a great you're, fight. That's unbelievable. That's really it's one of the best fights on the card. Like I'm, gonna be, I'm not obviously not here this week, as you know, Pizzi, but I'm going to be tuning in over there. I can't wait for Friday. It's, yeah. I'm going on the sun, and then I'm going on the the, the app's going to be on, and I'm going to whack yeah. it all out. I'm going to get Mallorca invested in MMA. You wait, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll go Instagram live for the crack, so fucking join me on, on Friday from Mallorca if you want. I will. I'll try to. I'll try to. While I'm meant to be watching the fights, just watching Noel watching them. <laughs> Yeah, something must have happened. <laughs> but listen, fair play to James for stepping up as well. Could have easily pulled out of the card. I probably would have pulled out of the card. A lot of other fighters would have. Well done, James. Yeah, and look, it's like, it's like he is his career, man. He, he's like on this trajectory, and he takes this fight in a week's Massive notice, risk. and people are gonna give him shit. Like it's just oh, oh it's baffling. MMA fans, man, just just crazy sometimes. Yeah, we we'll talk about Mexico later. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna. <laughs> Um, look, there's lots to talk about this week. We've, we've spent a bit of time there on Bellator. We've spent a more time on it later. We've also got UFC Copenhagen. And guess who's pop boy for an old chat ahead of his main event? His main event for Another bumper week after last week. Absolutely. Jeez, last week was, 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 was explosion fireworks all over the place, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? We have the two jacks this week. So we'll start off with the first one, the main event. Actually, we have the top and tails of the card. Yeah. Jack Shore is out. I think he's Curtin Jerker. And then... It must uh, be the most common name in mixed martial arts these days, is it? Jack, yeah. Like, there's so <laughs> many Jacks, man. Yeah. Fucking hell. But let's hear from the Joker himself. A huge fight. He's on this amazing streak. He's taken a huge risk in taking on Jared Cannon here. But it could pay off hugely if he managed to get that big win in front of his adoring Scandinavian crowd. It's Jack Hermanson. We'll be back in about 15 minutes. Enjoy. Enjoy. 
And now we are joined by the man who will hold the main event slot this weekend at UFC Copenhagen. Perhaps fighting in one of the biggest fights of his life, it's Jack Hermanson, who's carrying a great win streak into this fight against Jared Karanir. He is up to his eyeballs all day. He is doing all kinds of press. He has just released a documentary. It's all go for Jack Hermanson. How are you, Jack? Thank you very much for the fine introduction. I'm awesome. <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> yes, great. But I mean, this is crazy, right? You, this, is, this seems like a really busy schedule for you this week ahead of this fight. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's uh, a lot of things going on, and uh, of course, the big fight at the weekend. So uh, busy week, but but uh, busy is fun. <laughs> is this the most amount, uh, like you know, the the UFC or any other organization has made you done ahead of ahead of uh, a big fight like this? Yeah, probably. Uh, I believe it is. So, uh, but that's a good thing. It's going the right way. So, if you don't get any intention, then. Uh, then uh, something's not right. So um, uh, I'm happy with the current situation. <laughs> yes, yes. And I mean, that that's also a good way to show them, you know, how valuable you are, right? If you're going out and you're doing all this media and there's so much interest yeah. around you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm very, very, very happy where I'm at now. Yes, you sound really, really positive and upbeat. I know a lot of people, this kind of stuff, it starts to kind of pile on them and they start to feel a bit of pressure from that. You aren't feeling that way? This is all good energy for you? Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like, um, you know, there's always a lot of pressure uh, surrounding every fight because uh, uh, in the end of the day, it's all about winning. And uh, I feel like uh, the, the, the things around me doesn't affect me that much because the... You know, it's still all the focus is on the fight. So uh, I feel like uh, doing uh, other kind of stuff is is more like a break. Uh, you're you're constantly thinking about the fight anyway. So <laughs> yes, yes. And what 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 is it like? What is the mood like in in Scandinavia around the Nordic regions? Are people? Do you feel like people are very excited about this one? There's so many guys on this card from around those regions. I feel like a lot of people will be very very pumped for it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think so. It's always hard uh, uh, to get the, the feel out of it before a fight, but uh, it feels like the interest is there. So it's going to be interesting to see how the vibes are in Copenhagen. I'm traveling there tomorrow, so uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome to see how how the fight week will be. You were, you were very honest with us the last time you were on and you, you spoke uh, about Jared Cannonier, about when that fight was announced. People were saying to you, you know, you know, why, why are you doing this? You're risking everything here. Um, have, yeah. you, have you made peace with that more as the fights got, came closer? You've just put that to the back of your mind? Yeah, it doesn't, like, uh, even, if, even if I could be happier with another fight, uh, it doesn't bother me. Uh, it doesn't uh, take anything out of my preparations or focus. Um, so, uh, you know, I believe that uh, almost all of the fight is equally hard. So it's not about how tough the fight are. It's more about what I, what I have to gain. And uh, uh, the fight is still a tough fight and uh, that keeps me sharp. So uh, I'm, all, I'm all cool with the, with the fight and uh, uh, it's going to happen. So... Uh, I'm super focused, and then, uh, of course, I'm looking forward to see what the next step is, but uh, uh, I have the focus on the fight uh, I have now. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think a lot of people, uh, people who didn't know a lot about you would have thought you was more of a grappler before that last fight. But then you put on this absolute boxing clinic against Jack yeah. Ray. This matchup was really intriguing to me. Like, I mean, what way do you see it playing out with Jared? I can be, uh, it's, it's hard, hard, to, hard to say, you know. Um, usually if I get a guy to the ground, it's, uh, it's uh, pretty dominant and... Uh, should it happen, uh, that, then, then I see it, uh, uh, it going to my, my way pretty quickly uh, on the feet. It's probably going to be pretty competitive, um, but uh, d- different kind of styles. So uh, I see myself as the, uh, as the better striker, but I see Canonier, he has great power. So uh, it's going to be challenging uh, for sure. And uh, it, it looks uh, hard to take down as well. So... Uh, and uh, even though he's very physical, he has good stamina. So, you know, he's a, he's a great fighter. So uh, I think it's going to be a cool fight. Uh, and we'll probably see a little bit of all-round action. Yes, yes. I'm even more excited about after it, after hearing you speaking about it, to be honest. Um, it's, got, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to me to see that Jacare has moved up to light heavyweight. Were you surprised to see that? It's kind of a trend now, isn't it? So yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm not getting surprised anymore. We have like five middleweights or something like heavyweight now. So and uh, it 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 was a a gap there to fill. So uh, I was very surprised. But uh, on the other hand, I'm not sure. Uh, um, it's going to be a tough matchup for him. You know, Jan Blahovic. Uh, it's a really really tough. Big, strong, uh, light heavyweight, and uh, I'll be very, very impressed if Jack Ray managed to, to win that fight. Yes, and of course, Jan already has experience with um, putting out a middleweight who was moving up with Luke Rockhold, right? Yeah, exactly. That was the short affair, so <laughs> yes, he is uh, he is definitely on the up at the moment. But um, we, we spoke about you know, everything was so up in the air, Jack, when this fight was announced. Um, you knew that. Romero and Costa would play a, a big part in who would be determining the next guy who fights for the title. Um, you know, because Costa came yeah. away with the win that day, do you believe that he he will most likely be the next person to fight the winner of Whitaker and Adesanya? Most likely, most likely. But, uh, you know, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to do a... I'm going to try to make a dominant performance this time and hopefully I can get, get some good hype with me and uh, I'm open for a, uh, um, what, what do you call it? Like, uh, Spectacular? Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm happy to fight uh, Costa for uh, uh, you know, uh, like a fight. Uh, Total eliminator? Who will get, yeah, so elimin- elimination fight. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that would be cool. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I think it's great if for the UFC if they have a couple of guys that come can come up and be interesting uh, um, title fights. So it, it might not be the smartest move to to make us fight each other before the title either, because then we have an interesting matchup to uh, to look forward to if if he or uh, or I would uh, would win the title. So um, we will see, but. Uh, Costa is definitely one uh, that I think they will put uh, in the next title fight. It's interesting, right? Because we've, you know, 
his stamina seems to go still. He only fought three rounds the last time, and he seemed to be very tired. And, of course, Yo Romero's a beast. Yeah. I'm not trying to criticize in that respect. But, you know, in a five-round fight, do you think that would kind of hurt him against a guy like you, Whitaker, or Adesanya, who can keep a solid pace on an opponent over five rounds? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he uh, spends his uh, his energy because uh, in this, this uh, kind of fight, you, you know, he goes 100% out, out of the belt. Uh, like in the Romero fight, it was, uh, it was a crazy first uh, first minute there. So, <laughs> uh, And if you have a five-round fight, that, that might not be the, the plan uh, that he will uh, execute. But... Uh, so um, yeah, I think he's gonna be able to fight five rounds, but then he will have to lower his uh, his pace and uh, a little bit more. But um, it's gonna be interesting uh, to see if he can handle uh, that. Yes, yes. So, um, time will tell. You know, you you said to me before that you feel as though the person who wins the Whitaker and Adesanya fight, that is the person that you will fight for the title. And even if Romero, I mean, sorry, even if Costa does fight the winner of that fight before you, do you still believe it will be either Whitaker or Adesanya who who holds the belt when you eventually go to to challenge for the title? Yeah, because I believe that Whitaker is going to win. And if that happens, I I, I believe that he will uh, continue to be champ. But... Uh, it's going to be interesting if if Adesanya wins to see him against Costa. I think that's going to be a, a very competitive fight, and uh, uh, I think it's a big, uh, big chance that uh, uh, Costa is going to be able to to push through uh, Adesanya. So um, yeah, I, I see uh, Costa is probably having a, a big, bigger chance to to win over Adesanya than Whitaker. That's that's what I see. Just two more things, Jack, and thank you so much for your time. Um, yeah, of course. I, I was a bit weird. Uh, like, I mean, I was a bit surprised by Darren Till suddenly showing up at yeah. middleweight and, and jumping into that Gastelum fight. I know that was a fight that you had your eyes on for a long time against Gastelum. Was that a weird one for yeah. you? A guy like who, who was just coming up to middleweight is now fighting one of the best fighters at middleweight. And, and a guy like you who has been looking for one of these top-tier opponents for a long time. Is that frustrating to see? Uh, it's all right. Uh, th- there was an opportunity for him there, and I understand that uh, you know he's a big name as well. But on the other hand, I, I feel like uh, uh, it- it- Darren is putting himself in a very tough position because, uh, you know, uh, he-, he has uh, uh, been having a hard time and now he's moving up a weight class and fighting one of the biggest names so should he uh, lose this fight it's, uh, it's a big chance that he won't be that uh, uh, yeah uh, relative anymore so yeah we'll see um, uh, I'm alright with that you know I know how this uh, this game works and uh, and uh, big names will get big opportunities so I guess that's uh, what we see is it? Do you feel as though, like in your mind, the way you're speaking, you agree with me and a lot of other media guys who are who are saying this is too much too soon? There was other fights you could have put this guy in instead of Gasly. Definitely, definitely, at least one guy uh, out of the top ten, right? Like Uriah <laughs> Hall, maybe someone like a striker who who is going to fight inside Darren's wheelhouse. You know, it just Gaslam yeah. seems crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, f- I feel that as well. And uh, yeah, Teal has this. Also, style-wise, I feel like you know Tilly is uh, is going with this his hand wall 
wide and open in the middle and uh, Gaslam has the best one two in the game so <laughs> it's gonna be gonna be interesting but uh, yeah I guess then we'll see pretty quickly if 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 uh, Darren uh, has something to do in this white class so yes yes and just a final question Jack um you know, when I think about this fight, and I know, um, you know, that you, you, you might have wanted a different opponent, but we have kind of near here. But when I think about this fight, I think about you being in Copenhagen in front of these people. I saw how much the people had, had begun to begin to adore you when we were in Sweden that time. And we saw you at the press conference and you got this huge ovation. And I'm wondering if you think yeah. the same way as me, as if you go in here and do what you plan to do, put on a, a spectacular performance... Do you believe you become the front runner in Scandinavia now? And this is with the greatest respect to Alexander Gustafsson, a, a legend of the sport. But with you right up there at the top of this middleweight division that seems to be so exciting at the moment, do you think that will push you into the spotlight as the main fighter, the front runner of MMA in Scandinavia? Absolutely. I, I really believe that. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, Alex has uh, stepped off the, uh, off the throne. And, uh, you know, we need, uh, we need a new king here, and uh, I'm ready to take that spot, for sure. Amazing, Jack. Thank you so much, my friend. I can't wait to see this fight on Saturday. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. All the best, Soren. Enjoy the rest of your media today. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Well... Uh, that was great to hear from Jack Hermanson. Really good to get his take on that whole middleweight title picture. It's, it's an exciting yeah. few weeks for this middleweight it division, is. man. It is, definitely. I agree, um, and I think, as well, it's going to be very interesting uh, when Darren Till and Gaslam throw down. We'll, we'll be swimming in a few weeks, but like I, I still fucking bemused by that fight, why Darren wanted that one. Yeah, like I know he looks big and all, and, and Nick Pete was telling me like you know he looks huge, like and, and he does, he does like Darren absolutely a big looks yeah. huge. And um, the way Nick sees it, like he was saying, to go in against Gaslam, he, he thinks it's pressure off to a certain extent for Darren because Gaslam's such a big name. But when you're on a two fight skid, I can't. That's overlook. what I, that's what I don't understand. That's yeah. what I don't understand. I think the UFC, like you know, Dana could easily have turned in that fight, like. You, like, uh, um, I don't like know. you just wonder, do the UFC believe in Darren Till anymore? Uh, I think I they know. might believe in him too much. You know what I mean? Well, maybe <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. Maybe so, maybe so. Like Darren does have that quality, though. You, you like when you speak to him, he is that kind of guy. But that's are. that's what I said about lots of comparisons were made between him and McGregor. But the most notable thing was, was at the height of their career, yeah. they can make people believe in them. Yeah, and definitely. that's like worth its weight in gold. Totally that's worth agree. everything. Um, but. Uh, Let's get on to... Sorry, I took you out of a different there. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. Let's get on to uh, Mexico City. It was a very eventful... Awesome, uh, a bit of a letdown, the all-main event, especially when you're staying up till 4 a.m. The U- UFC sponsors were loving it. Mo- <laughs> Modelo flying all over the place. <laughs> um, absolute scenes. Um, an eye poke, a pretty blatant eye poke. Um, 15 seconds in, stops the bout. Jeremy Stevens is, is is trying. You can see Herb Dean is even trying, making up new rules to try, yeah, yeah. making up new protocol just to see yeah. if this could happen. Um, he can't fight on. Jeremy Stevens, one of the toughest guys in MMA, one of the most battle ready, battle hardened guys in the game. If he can't continue, his eyes and bits. That's what I want to start on. To be honest, oh, with you. Yeah, I was yeah. I was pretty angry about that man because there was a lot of people giving him shit saying he was faking. Absolute Come bollocks, on. man! They like, must have never watched uh, Jeremy Stevens fight, fight in, their in their life. That's a guy who will throw down against anyone. What complete ter- caution to the wind. Forty-five like. fucking professional fights. Whatever he's, I think he's second most appearances after Cowboy. 
Um, you could see the eye it got flicked. That could have spasmed. There could have been an eyeball issue, anything. It, it looked pretty... It, it didn't look the worst in the world, but what, the fact he flicked down his eye, he could have pushed his eye back, whatever. He could have spasmed. The guy clearly couldn't open his eye for five minutes. It was in a bad, bad way. Herb Dean as well. I think, well done to Herb Dean. He's got Tried a lot of shit, man, in, in, over the last number of months. He, he handled that situation very, very well. Tried his best. Didn't happen. As, as, as Helwani pointed out, like, Stevens moved to Mexico for six weeks yeah. away from his family and <laughs> shit. Like, you don't do that if, you, if you're if you going, I'm just going to jump in for 15. Yeah, if you're posting the I'm giving it up. Yeah. Come on, man. It's unbelievable. And uh, I'm going to say a few words about Yair Rodriguez as well. I don't think he covered himself. He's before. very I, petulant. I can, I can understand the emotions, the frustrations, but, you know, jumping on top of the cage, sort of inciting the crowd as well. And you know you celebrating see, this like a win, yeah. And then you see, um, you see, you know, the commentators obviously, um, Bisping, Bisping, treated Bisping with, with a huge. Amount I was of very, very irritated seeing that. A legend one of the all time greats, and like, I think yeah. he turned around and, and it was translated. He said, "You know, don't touch me, you whatever." Something that along accurate, the lines. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was accurate or whatever I saw, but it, it was just very petulant. And then, um, obviously, you saw Brennan Fitzpatrick underneath the table as well in the commentary position um, when things are being hurled. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the fans the, the fans are a disgrace. Um, yeah, even yeah. Aspires are talking about it. Aspires gets this win. They obviously were up for Grasso. Grasso did very well in that fight. There's no doubt about that. It was a close decision. Yeah, I thought it was Grasso. But uh, it. Yeah. she said as she was walking out to the cage, someone just poured a beer all over. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and uh, Colin Oyama was, was her coach, was very, very upset about it. He easily would have got the guy and literally given him a clock. Um, very disrespectful. And then, you know, we saw Jeremy Stevens get absolutely People bloody. say he was punching him in the back of the head. Is that, that true? Was, I, I, I don't know. I didn't see that. I saw a that. tweet that says they were throwing things at him and trying to punch him in the back of the head. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised because you see him coming out and there was, like, literally there was beer coming in left and right. There was glass bottles as well, Bisping said in the commentary. Crazy stuff and um, just no place for mixed marriage. And if that was in Dublin, you know, as Irish oh, mixed marriage, we'd be very, very embarrassed. And I was embarrassed um, about the Diallo thing at the, yeah, the of World course, Tour. Like, of course, of course. Trying to do a missile launch. Yeah, there. and then obviously you know, we Brennan Lochnan and some, but they actually weren't Irish guys. We 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 were their cage side, but you know you don't want to see those scenes in your city. And, yeah, Sean Sheen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying, that was funny though. But, he always tries to get one out of But it was, um, it, it, you know, it. There's no place for that, guys, in, in the sport. And, you know, very, very disappointing. Sour taste, sour. Look, I was sick about night. it, too. I yeah. was sick that this brilliant fight was called off after 15 minutes. But I just don't understand that reaction by the crowd. And I don't understand Yara's reaction. Yeah, I don't. I, I was Why ba- are you celebrating, man? I was baffled by it. But he's inciting the crowd as well. And he's putting he was, other, he was other people in danger. Like, That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. I like, yeah. 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 I don't know why. Uh, you can understand the emotions it was weird. to it was a certain weird. extent. It was weird. But. Um, you know, I didn't like the contempt he held for, for Michael Bisping either. I thought it was petulant. And, um, you know, maybe the UFC should have a little word with him in his ear about that sort of behaviour. Do you know sure what I know it's about the Bisping thing? Yara's on a mad one. Bisping doesn't even flinch. He's just looking at him. Listen, me. <laughs> Relax yourself. He is, isn't he? <laughs> he doesn't flinch for uh, a second. He's like, yeah. did you just Did you see him when, when, when they're throwing the bottles and stuff? And yeah. Brennan Fitzgerald, when he, he goes, gets his phone he goes, he goes, yeah, he gets his phone and he goes, I'm not hiding for anyone. Brennan, <laughs> 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 legend. you got to love Bisping, man. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Um, we're not going to go through the whole card, but we, we, we already talked about the, the main, that uh, epic 15 seconds, and the, and the co-main, very close affair, that Carla Esparza comes away with the winning. Uh, Askar Askarov, as we said, had a big debut against Brandon Moreno, and it was a brilliant fight, man. Moreno is a savage. How did you score? Because like I thought Moreno was going to win it. Uh, yeah, so did I. Yeah. I had no problem. Because though just, Askarov had four four takedowns or five or whatever. Oh, it was. he was amazing. His grappling was yeah. insane. Like I'm not saying he didn't fight well. He fought brilliantly. And as, as we said the week before, going in against Moreno on your first yeah, fight, it's a tough, tough ass, tough. man. 
And um, it was just for me, um, Moreno did more damage. Every yeah. exchange, he looked like he was doing more damage. Even if the exchange only, maybe he was standing for only a minute of a four-minute round and being grappled, yeah. out-grappled for four minutes. When that was going for the minute, he always seemed like he had just about hurt him or, or caused a big reaction from Askarov. Um, I think he did very well to come away with a draw. I think he'll yeah. be very happy with that draw. I'd say so after looking at the fight. And, you know, sometimes but he was really good. Like I thought he was, his grappling was out of this yeah. world, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I go back to the Grasso fight and, and Spurs, and I think what a lot of people, when they're watching the fight, is they don't look at the time clock. Yeah. You know, th- I think that was a big problem in that fight. I did have it for Grasso, and I saw a lot of the MMA media had it for... Um, for Esparza but if you're looking at the clock and in terms of what's done like Esparza did very very little in that second round uh, right. when she took her down and um, it's so weird because three or four people minutes scored at different ways you know yeah it, it's mad like and I, I just think that's maybe an area people should look at is the time of the clock sometimes when you're if you're re-watching a fight if you're yeah. trying to look at a score well, judging, like three or four minutes judging is just way better than it ever was you know like yeah. I mean, when you look back on the old days if they scored a takedown at any point in the round they'd be like oh yeah he's won that round yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, come but, on but that's, man. that's it like and um, I think maybe that was sort of the, some of the perception of that fight because um, I watched it back twice there today and and I, I, I definitely gave it to um, to Alexa Grasso. Right, right. Well, um, moving back to the European guys. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Fucking rats here. Um, sorry, we'll go, Irene Aldana got a decision win. Stephen Peterson with a disgraceful spin on back Unbelievable. Oh, Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. Uh, Quinones gets a decision win over Carlos Huchin. Kyle Nelson stops Paulo Reyes. Angela Hill with a lovely... Uh, with a, the, Was that stopped because of a cut, wasn't it? That fight, I think so. Um, Sergio Pettis and Tyson Nando was yeah, another great yeah. great flyaway fight. Paul Craig, man, that, that is exactly what the doctor ordered there. Big time, man. Back to parity. It's so funny at light heavyweight the way one win can change everything because now he's back to four and four in the UFC. It doesn't seem like he's in danger, but if he loses the next one, you know, we're going to be like, oh. So, well, we're talking about it again with Paul Craig. It's, yeah. And he, Paul he did just really a bit of an, well, man. Enigma. You never know what you're going to yeah. sort of get from him. But uh, yeah, no, fair play to him. You know, under a lot of pressure. Gets taken down, submits the dude. Yeah. Really good, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Really, really good. Betch Kohea. Betch. My God, Sahara Eubanks and Betch. And um, we got the Betch dance then afterwards in victory. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Uh, Claudio Puelles uh, started off the action with a decision win over Marcus Mariano. But um, yeah, I think, like, look, there was a lot of great stuff there. As I said, I, I love the Askarov and um, Moreno fight. But it's unfortunate that whenever we talk about this card, it's going to come back to one thing, isn't it? It's yeah, and like, I think, you know, in terms of if you're a Mexican fan, um, the UFC are going to have to seriously consider fighter safety and doing events there again in the future. So um, I'm not so sure where it puts um, Mexico City for a few years. Maybe they might just, you know, sit back because they yeah. were they were the worst scenes I've seen in a long time, man, at a, a mixed martial arts event. Um, I know Danny Segura is from Colombia, but he did interview um, a local journalist for the post fight show, and that the journalist was very good. Like he was hands up. He's like, "Come on, this isn't mm. this isn't what we need." Oh to no, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, like all the people involved in MMA in that country certainly wouldn't be accountable for that kind of yeah, behavior. I you know? totally understand. It's you know, it is. It's a it's a minority. Obviously, I'm sure the hardcore MMA fans were, were very well behaved, but it's just disgusting to see it, mate. Yeah. Do you so do you two think that they will be reluctant to go back? Yeah. Well, you have to put your, your you know, your... Oh, no, I agree with your, you. Your fighters, you know, they can't be gone into hostile territory that turns into nearly a fucking riot. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like, who will... Will anyone really want to fight there after looking at those scenes? I know a lot of fighters... Yeah, Rodriguez won't win. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know an awful lot of other fighters were tweeting about, um, you know, I'd never want to fight in Mexico and stuff like that after. 
So um, I'm not sure in the situation what the UFC are going to do, but in terms of what I think they should do is definitely pull back in Mexico for a couple of years. But they won't because they, they know where the money is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, we'll get on with our second interview of the day and then we'll have to break down both UFC Copenhagen and Bellator Dublin or Bellator 227 Ooh. or whatever you want to call it. Hey, just because you're going away, mate. Too much on. <laughs> but um, listen, we'll be back in about 15. Great to have Jack, still the reigning Eurobash champion, and still. So uh, great to talk to him. We'll talk to you soon. And he is back, the former Cage Warriors champion and the reigning Eurobash guest appearances champion, <laughs> Mr. Jack Shaw, who is about to make his UFC debut. It's been a long, long time coming. Uh, and Jack, how are you feeling, mate? How, how is it ahead of this fight? Yeah, the, the people's course feeling good, mate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm all good. I'm uh, tra- training's gone really well. I've been a great camp, so I'm uh, just just looking forward to getting out there and um, getting things underway officially. Yeah, I saw. I've been watching all your media and reading all the interviews you've been doing uh, since this announcement has been made, and I, I love the way you're kind of uh, you're kind of saying, "Look, I'm not putting pressure on myself to uh, go in there and, and and then call out the champion immediately." You know, I'm going to take my time here to get used to this, uh, to get used to this big stage. Um, is that is that very much the thought process going into this fight for you? Yeah, obviously, um, I was with Cage Warriors for, for three years. You know, I had um, ten, 10 fights, I think it was, um, with Cage Warriors. So I was used to the process and I was used to how everything worked, used to the people in the division, you know, potentially up where I've got a fight. Whereas now, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a, a small fish in a big pond, as they say. You know, I've, I've moved on now. Um, there's, there's probably 50 guys in the division. So th- there's no there's no pressure for me. It's um, I've gone from fighting the main event to, to being probably first or second on on the card. So... You know, there's no not as many media duties. There's not the the pressure of selling tickets. It's, it's just like the olden days, you know. Back it's like back when I fought amateur, you turn up, you fight, and you get the job done nice and early. So I'm looking forward to that, and, and like I said, working my way up rather than you know jumping in the deep end and calling for this that, and everything that that's not realistic. Is that a nice feeling in a way? Because I can imagine, like, before I was at one of your uh, fights in Cardiff, it was crazy. You know, everybody wants a piece of you. Everybody's, like, onto you about tickets, Every everything. You know what I mean? Is is it kind of nice to just be able to go, okay, I don't have to worry about, you know, being the main guy in this card, selling this card, being at the forefront of all the marketing? Is, is it nice in a way, or is it a, a kind of a weird shift for you? No, it's, it is nice. I've been, you know, I've enjoyed having a camp where... You know, not that none of that stuff ever bothered me as such, but, you know, this camp, all I've had to do is focus on training and, and the fight. You know, I haven't had to worry about the, the the promo. I haven't had to worry about selling tickets to people. And, you know, as well as that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be fighting early, you know, late afternoon compared to where it's usually on 11, 11.30 at night. So, like I said, it reminds me of, of when I was, you know, back as an amateur fighting, fighting on cards where... You know, you'd have your amateur card and then your pro card to finish, and I and I was on sort of five six o'clock in the afternoon. It's it's been um it's been nice to to switch your back to that and and just focus on on the task at hand rather than all the other you know outlaying factors. Yes, yes, of course. And um, I I noticed a post there from your dad the other day. Of course, one of the the the. the the most respected guys really in UK MMA and, and he was speaking about the lack of coverage you, you and John you and John Phillips has had ahead of this now I always know you, like I mean you you get brilliant coverage usually it's all over the papers everything um I mean is this just what what do you think that's about is it the, with the World Cup going on at the moment or why do you think that is that that's happened I just I think maybe because I mean the way I look at it is there's not a lot 
in there, I, I although it's a big stage for me and John, I feel like they just feel because they're a little bit uneducated. You know, it's not in Cardiff, so right. it's not not going to bring no sort of sort of business to the town and to the to the country. So maybe they look at it like that. But it's their loss, you know, because in in years to come, you know, if if I climb the ranks and and you know get get my name out there, they'll 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 all want a piece then, and then I'll be telling them you know where to go. You know, it's what what good is it now? You know. Like I said, why would you, why would I give people the time of day, you know, who don't want to know now? Now I'm fighting on the undercard. Then when, when I get my name out there, they, they they'll all want to jump on. So yeah, it's crazy. it doesn't really make sense yeah. to me. Like I mean, I just I was like, this is so weird. Like I mean, this is the biggest fight of this guy's life. I know you you were the champion of Cage Warriors, but this is the the biggest stage in the world. It seems like such a bad time to decide to not talk to you ahead of this one. You know? Yeah, it's one of them ones. It it works my old man up more than me. I think. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> I, I'm laid back and chilled out, but I, I can see why you're so annoyed because, you know, the the amount of shit they cover, they cover, you know, on these on these sport websites for BBC and ITV Wales. You think they would give a bit of time to me and John, you know, mm. two two guys from a small country in the UK, who, who, who are fighting obviously on on the world's biggest promotion. You think that would appeal to them? And you know, there's a couple of good guys that that uh, that work for them that I know that that do their best to get our names out there, but. Sometimes I, I think they're fighting a losing battle. You know, they obviously haven't got the pull and the say that, that the top bosses have. Right, right. But um, as we said, I, I am fully aware that this is a huge deal. So you're going to have to keep on talking to me, Jack, unfortunately. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but, um, you know, I often think about you guys coming in from Cage Warriors. Like, it's no secret that guys who come from Cage Warriors that go to the UFC, they have a certain level of, of being battle-tested. They have been on the big stage. As we've talked about already, you've supported massive marquees in, in Cardiff, like with your name written all over them. Like how, how well-prepared are you for this? And of course, we've talked about it before that you've walked out with Marshman, you've been in his corner. Like, Do you feel as, as perfectly poised for this debut as a man can be who hasn't fought in the UFC, basically? Yeah, like I said, without a shadow of doubt, I'm. I couldn't be any more prepared if I tried. Um, obviously, fighting the big names and on the big stage and, and having all the all the likes on me at Cage Warriors, that's obviously prepared me to move on to to the big stage now with the UFC. But like you said as well, I've had that experience of being around Fight Week and cornering Marshman. So, you know, I've I've got half an idea of, of I don't I imagine every show is a little bit different, but I've, mm. I've got a rough idea of what goes on Fight Week, what what I'm going to need to do, what what it entails. So physically mentally you know I'm, I'm prepared and I'm, I'm just looking forward to, to enjoying it it's something I've worked my whole life for you know since I was six years of age so now it's less than a week away it's great for me to just think right well here we go this is what we've worked for let's go out there and enjoy it is there any part of you like I mean do you have any kind of nerves like good nervous energy ahead of it like I mean what are your emotions when you think about walking into the octagon as you said you've geared your whole life towards this I mean there must be some kind of anticipation whether it's good or bad I mean like is there any kind of jitters I know some some fighters uh, tell me that if they don't feel slightly nervous they get a bit worried so I was just wondering how you (laughs) feel about it it's just it's more it's like a nervous excitement rather than a you know, like a pressure or nervous of a thought of being scared or worried. It's, and I'm the same before every fight. Obviously, this one's a little bit more exciting to me because I'm. It's a new experience. Whereas you know, with Cage Warriors, as, as great as it was to fight for them, but by the time I got on my last couple of fights, I knew how the you know I, I knew how the how, how it sort of worked. Whereas this one, it's just that excitement of walking out to that big crowd and and even just you know, I was laid there last night in bed and I was thinking to myself. It's, it's nuts to me to think I've watched the UFC all my life. You know, I've 
I've always watched it. I've been there live a couple of times. And on Saturday, I'm going to be in the cage, actually be in, in a UFC <laughs> cage with a set of UFC gloves on. I'm going to have a fight for the company. So it's just excitement and, and something I'm looking forward to. No doubt I'll have you know the butterflies on the night before I make the walk, but that's part and parcel of it, I think, wherever you fight wherever you fight so it's just something i'm really looking forward to more you know more than a anticipation in a bad way amazing amazing hearing you talk about that just sitting in your bed going jesus this is going to happen in a few days <laughs> that's crazy but um... you know it's, it's all it's all fun and games when it's 12 weeks away you don't really think <laughs> when, when you let in you think well less than a week we, we're gonna go for it then then it starts to kick in then but it, it, it was you know it was a it was a good bit of excitement not not um it wasn't nerve-wracking then you know what? What do you know about your opponent Hernandez here? Like I saw, I believe it was his debut against Marlon Vera. Like he's a good goer. He he certainly likes to exchange and stuff like that. I mean, um, what 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 kind of fight are you expecting from him, Jack? <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's very good. He's uh, he trains at a good gym. Um, he looked good in his debut, despite picking up the loss. You know, when you consider it was short notice. Yes, absolutely. He he, looked, he he did look good, and he had he had spells. Where he, we you you know the fight was going his way. So I'm expecting, obviously. A tough fight. I think you'll, you know, he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna come out cautious. He's gonna come out to fight me. You know, he, he knows the style I bring, and I think he knows the the more cautious he is, the more that I'll play into my hands. But I'm ready for everything. You know, I got a good team around me. I've, I've had some some top class sparring for this fight. Um, so w- whatever he brings, I'll be ready for, and um, I'm I'm prepared to take him out in the first round or or grind him away for three rounds and, and pick away at him that way. But I'm just prepared to get a win, however it comes. Of course, your your father would have coached people in the UFC before, but this one must be extra special for Richard. I mean, it must it must mean a lot to him. Does he have to pretend that it doesn't when he's around you, just so he can he won't get into your head or anything? Uh, but it must mean an awful lot to him. Yeah, he, he's pretty good at keeping it under wraps, especially in, in fight camp. I mean, th- th- on the night of the fight, I can see he's nervous and and stuff like that. But obviously, that's to be expected. Um, you know, it's not just a coach and a fight that I don't suppose. Although he's got to switch it off when the fight starts. I am still his son, so I can imagine he, he does feel it. Probably feels the nerves worse than I do. Um, <laughs> people who've been in the changing room before I fought in the past will tell you the same thing. You know, I, I look like I'm going for a walk in the park, and then he looks like he's about to go to battle. So he's uh, you, you'll be feeling the nerves on the night. But uh, you know, it's the same as every time. As soon as I, I step in the cage and and the bell rings to start the fight, he's he's switched on. Then he's not. He's not a dad no more. He's coach. Then, you know, he's speaking like a coach, and he, and he's thinking like a coach. So, he, he'll be more nervous than me, I bet. But he, you know, he's been around the block. He's uh, he'll be prepared for it, I'm sure, and, he, and he'll cope with it. Absolutely. I just just one final one, Jack. I was just wondering if you saw the uh, the bantamweight tournament to the, to uh, decide the successor to your bantamweight throne. Did you watch? And um, are you impressed with Jack Cartwright? Another Jack, of course, now holding the bantamweight title. Yeah, I was actually up there doing um, doing some presenting for for Cage Warriors. They had me come up for the day, but uh, yeah, he looked great, Jack Cartwright. He um, you know was was a real underdog. Yeah, it came no out one, of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Like you know, five and zero. No one really really giving much of a shot, and you know to, to pick up two big knockout wins like that in the same night, and then take on the belt. He's got the will at his feet now, and um, I'm sure you know, and it's well deserved. I'm sure Cage Warriors will, will market him well now and and plow a lot of promotion into him and it's deserved after a performance like that you know um, four top guys in the tournament so whoever took the belt on that night was going to be be a worthy champion and um, you know credit to him it was a great, great night for him well, Jack, you're as cool as a cucumber. I, I swear, like it's a, it's amazing to me that you're you're making this huge, huge walk in a week. Something you've geared your whole life towards, and you sound so cool, man. You do, as you just said, like a walk in the park. It's amazing. Um, 
And just just wondering, who who do you have for this Rugby World Cup? Noel McGraw will be upset with me if I don't ask you. So who 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 do you have winning? <laughs> I'm obviously the local boys. I feel like Wales are going to do it. I'm not I'm not a massive rugby fan, but I watched uh, I watched the game this morning. I know they only play in Georgia, if I remember right. You know, a lot of good, but uh, <laughs> but they did they did look good. So um, fingers crossed they can they can pull it out and, and bring it home, and it'll be a, be you know a, a good end of the summer for Welsh sport if. Uh, me and John can pick up wins in the UFC and then the boys can bring on the World the world, uh, the world Cup. That'd be great. Absolutely. No, I'm like you. I don't know anything about rugby, but I'll pledge my allegiance. <laughs> if, if Ireland go out, I'll pledge my allegiance to Wales because you're a great bunch of lads. And look, have a great time over there, Jack, and I can't wait to speak to you again, mate. All the best. Top, man. Cheers, Pete. See, See you now, soon. Jack. Bye-bye. And great to hear from Tank once again. Big, big moment for him this weekend. Um, interesting to hear though that he's saying like I mean he used to get so much national media there in Wales and just because he's not the main event even though it's the biggest fight of his life they haven't he's, he was basically saying like they haven't given him much coverage at all that's crazy isn't yeah, it yeah I noticed that um, he was saying like they, they kind of see if it's not in Wales it's not important yeah it was interesting I saw John Golden was tweeting about that the lack of coverage so these Richard guys Charlie, were getting. you rarely hear Richard giving out about something like not giving out but just saying like geez, where where's the publication's gone you yeah. know what I mean well, like of course if you're Jack Shaw you want to show them how much interest you bring to a to a bout into a fight and he definitely has that interest like I mean in Wales the fans are going mad yeah. for this and but just the media doesn't really represent well that's the whole problem in Ireland as well and, and we've experienced that firsthand. it's very annoying man it's and, very and frustrating it's, it's probably the, very annoying for the guys who are covering it in Wales that are yeah. trying to get it into the papers and it's just not happening but the mad thing is is always like the numbers are there when you're yeah. doing the, uh, that's the really frustrating thing from my point of view and then yeah. you just don't get the backing from the outlets it's very tough um, it's very frustrating man. As, as we've seen um, <laughs> but um, yeah it's just the way it is and it, it is it's, it's sad and I think you know, I could be here all day talking about um, the media in, in certain countries, but listen, we'll move on. <laughs> right, well, we may as well start with um, the, the Bellator Dublin card on Friday because uh, it's obviously on Friday and Copenhagen on Saturday. That's what makes more sense. But uh, can you please explain to me the broadcast situation yeah, here? it's a fucking mess. Not all, yeah, that's all <laughs> no, you're gonna I'm joking, me. I'm joking. Um, yeah, it's pretty much all over the place. The prelims, as normal, uh, Irish time, 4.45 p.m., um, Irish uh, IST, um, so that's, what, 11.45 um, in the U.S. Eastern time. Um, and then you have the Bellator 227, por- sorry, Bellator Dublin portion, which kicks off live on Virgin Media here uh, in Ireland at 10 p.m., um, local time and Channel 5 local time so that's obviously Ryan Scope, Queeley Venom Page against Kylie Gallagher against Salazar and then you have the Bellator 227 portion which is going to air after the Bellator Dublin portion and that's going to kick off at 2am IST um, on Sky Sports main event and Paramount Network at 9pm Eastern time for the guys in the US so it's Can I just ask so but if we're in the building live we'll see the prelims first Yeah. Then Bellator 227, that's going to be broadcast later on in the night. And then Bellator Dublin with James being at the top of the card. That's the way it's listed, yeah. You'd imagine so, because 227, they needed to get that ready for the American audience. Okay, yeah, it was yeah, on the yeah, edits yeah. or anything, so that will go off before it. And then James will, uh, will finish the night. Right, right. Okay. No. And it makes sense for them to do that as well, because you know, a lot of people, I presume, if they, <laughs> I'm not sure how many people will hang around for Benson Henderson and Miles Jury if that was main event. I'm, I'm not... Joking. It's just a, yeah, but the, the regional interest is the main thing with these yeah, cards. Like, I mean, definitely. Um, but it is, it's, it's a mess again, and a lot of people complain about it online, and you can't really blame them because 
it's all over the shop if you're a viewer and not at that card again it's it's just making pe- life very difficult for people to sort of go and find these fight cards and as well like virgin media isn't um you know it's not the easiest channel to access if you know if you if you sky or stuff like that it's just sort of it's just a nightmare um again and like they just I, I wonder how serious bells were taking this market I've, I've said it before i don't know I don't know. Well, they're putting on a lot of events, so I imagine pretty seriously. But it's just the organization of it sometimes. It's just. But uh, let's look at the fights here. We've talked about the main event. We've talked about. Um, we've talked about the main event. Basically, that's it. But um, what's interesting is like they, they've amplified James. Understandably, they've amplified Venom Page coming to Ireland, and, and Coily's done a great job of getting his name out there. Scope and Queely is an unbelievable fight, and flying I haven't heard radar. haven't heard a whisper about it. And it's not the only one that's flying under the radar. Uh, even Henderson and Jury, like you don't hear Irish fans talking about that fight, and you're like, "What's the?" You know, that's okay, why the, we were saying we wanted Irish guys v international. And in fairness to Bellator, they did try to do it this yeah, time. They it did. just it didn't come off. Um, but it's just with Miles Jury and Benson. I think. Uh, sorry for interrupting you. You can't argue with me. No, no, I'm clearing my throat. Fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> but I think. They're two guys that, you know, they're not really the most exciting guys in the mic, promotable yeah, guys. And not even really, like, it's very high-level MMA, but it's not spectacular yeah. MMA. Yeah. Like, Jury's had a few be- moments, and so has Benson, but they, they can grind out a decision. It's very high-level. The mistakes are at a minimum rather than these crazy Explosive. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I understand that, but I think maybe they could have put a little bit more work into that because you haven't really heard. I know they're not the most best guys in the mic either, as I said there, but listen... Could probably done a little bit more, but sure. Yeah. Also, uh, I think Malambo v. Wooding is an unbelievable fight. Um, I know everybody like in MMA is talking about that fight, but they really haven't pushed that, I yeah. feel. haven't pushed that, haven't pushed Philip Mulpeter, as we talked about off-air a few minutes ago against um, McCabe. Like, Mulpeter was one of the guys in that initial kind of run. You know, with SBG, he was one of the frontrunners, oh, one yeah. of the guys we expected to end up in, um, in uh, the UFC. And he was knocking on the door of that just a while ago when he fought mm. Dalby that time, you know what I mean? Um, but it's just his excitement, the, the way he fights, you know, he's balls to the wall, relentless, he's he's serious heart. He's sort of a legend in Irish MMA circles. Like, you know, remember we talked about it, Rich right, Gorey there, there fighting, you know? all those scraps back in the day at, at Battle Zone and shit like that. And unbelievable scrapper. And another one I'm just looking at here, Lee Chadwick and Carl Moore. I love that scrap, man. It's incredible. And it's buried on the yeah. prelims as well. Like that's two former Cage Warriors champions. I think those two fights especially should have potentially I know they're obviously on a lot of restrictions with, with time and things like that, but they're two fights that could definitely, you know, feature on uh, on two two seven or, or, or the Dublin portion of this card. Yeah, it's it's heavy like with the marketability. Like I mean Bellator always is. And look, Kiefer and Leah are very marketable. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And it's unfortunate for Kiefer that his initial fight did uh, did fall out and he, he's got a showing out his replacement. But you can understand them putting him in, the, in a prominent place there because he does seem to reverberate with the fan base quite a bit. Liam McCourt is making yeah, a big name for herself. But, um, you know, it's it's just interesting. Yeah. Like, Blaine O'Driscoll and Jake Hadley there on the undercard, two world champions. You know, two two guys who have belts under big European promotion. Sorry, Jake is actually EFC champion in South Africa. It's just... Yeah, it's it's just it, it is tough, you know. You can't. It is have, very you, hard. You can't to have, have, have everyone, but there's definitely two there. The two I've mentioned, I think, could have easily. Yeah, like they're really. Oh, really Moore and Chadwick fights. is ridiculous. Yeah, it's a, that's like a bloody slobber knocker. Someone's going down on that one and ain't getting up for a couple of minutes to match him. But Mo Peter McCabe as well. Just just exciting matchup. We know what Keith brings to the the octagon, and uh, you know we know what Phil brings. I, I love that scrap. Um, a lot of lot of talk about uh, Will Flurry's fight. Now you might look at this guy's record, Norbert uh, Navinia. Navini, Navini, yep. 
Um, yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Steve obviously, um, <laughs> he's three and zero, but he is a hugely touted prospect coming out of London Shield, I believe. And um, Will used to train there. I wonder if he that's, knows him. That's so. right. Yeah, Will was there for a couple of years. I think when he was living in the UK. And yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting one. I haven't heard. Um, Anything, whether he knew him or not, but well, it's we'll be an talking interesting to him during the week. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> Kylie's done a great job, hasn't he? I mean, everybody oh, was, does, man. Everybody was saying like, "Oh, this is ridiculous," and all. But he sold it, and he's continued to sell it. But I mean, is that the the most difficult task of the night for the Irish? Do you believe to overcome Michael Venom Page? Or yeah, you think no it doubt. Is? Yeah, I don't think there's a single doubt in my mind that that's no the hardest doubt. one. No doubt. But listen, you know. Anything can happen in mixed Stranger martial arts. And, you know, Kylie is a decorated guy um, in his kickboxing realms, no matter what way you want to look at it as well. But the Venom Page, on page. Yeah, doubt, obviously, like. obviously, obviously. Um, big, big step up for Richard. And listen, you'd never know. It's going to be very interesting to see Venom Page as well. Um, very confident. But the interesting thing, I think, was when we were speaking to him a couple of months ago, you're telling me Michael Venom Page wasn't irritated. He was exceptionally pissed I didn't off. Think, I don't think he knew it was going to come at him that quickly. Like, yeah. Richard has a way of really pissing people well, man, off. You know, you know, he, he does. He's a great way of pissing people off. And um, he definitely did that in Dublin. Like They had to remove him from a room uh, and do the interviews in, in a separate room, which I thought was very interesting. Well, I think that was more Bellator not wanting Neil Floyd kicks to pop off. Yeah, well, like it, that's what I mean. It wasn't too far away from that happening. So... You know, when you're underneath someone's game like that, it can take your mind off the game. Watch that one, but yeah, sensible money's definitely on uh, MVP, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big card. I mean, when you think about like the last time they got the sellout, we didn't expect them to. Um, There's still ticks available, I think, but hopefully people. Well, I heard, get up I and, heard like people have been tapping people up for tickets already. Like, and I see people on my Facebook timeline. Well, hopefully they're. I, I love yeah, to yeah, see no, it's sold out. Yeah, I think it's. Do you know, like last time. We didn't know if it was sold out or not because the t- the fighters still had a yeah. certain amount of tickets. I think we're at that stage now where if you know a fighter, that's the only way you're getting a ticket. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think uh, Liam McCourt had four cage side tickets she put up today. They were the last tickets she had and they were bought in five minutes. Wow, that's brilliant. Like, Leah does bring a big crowd down as well. Mainstream so. McCourt. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Molly will be there and her, with her, you know, as well. I hope she brings her dog. Love Frank. Yeah. Um, so, no, look, listen, looking forward to it. It's, it's a really good card. Um, you know, some really good matchups for Irish MMA on that card as well. Um, you know, it's just a shame we didn't see some of the names that were originally on the card, like Redzer. He'd be there watching on. He'd be in Keith's corner. And Miles Price should have got a fight there. Like, I mean, I mean, I like Keith or Miles. That would have been a brilliant fight for Ireland. Jesus, yeah, it would have been. Though. It just Miles didn't really want it at the time. You know. Yeah, that would have been a cracking fight, but um, it was a fight that would really sort of get Miles back in that sort of picture, like the Peter Queeley fight as well, and get a lot, a lot of hype. Like a lot, Everyone going into the arena that night was looking forward to that fight the most yeah. in terms of matchup. That would have been great to see that again. But listen, that'll happen down the line, I'm sure. Yeah, let's have a look at this, um, the UFC Copenhagen card. Uh, obviously, Hermanson and Cannonier. Copenhagen. Yes, uh, Hermanson and Cannonier <laughs> at the top fuck. of the card. Um, Hermanson, I mean, he, he's talked about it when this fight was announced. It's a huge risk because... Uh, like, I mean, he has it all to lose here, really. A guy like Cannonier, he's fresh in the division. He's making a monster of himself out there. And Hermanson just feels, and I kind of agree with him, that he can kind of solidify himself as the, the front runner of Scandinavian MMA if he wins this, in the absence of Alexander Gustafsson and stuff like that. The form he's been in is incredible, but Cannonier makes for a very interesting fight here, man. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited about it. I It's not a walk in the park at all. Like, not Jesus. a walk in the park. Like, you know, I think really, obviously, that, David Branch knockout put him on the map and 
that was the one where he got the Anderson Silva fight. And, you know, listen, people giving him shit over that. And, you know, Anderson Silva shouldn't have been in the cage that night. He did his job, went in there, kicked the fucking legs off him. Anderson's knee buckled. It's intriguing because I think, from his point of view, he needs this win to take Hermanson's place. Yeah. And Hermanson needs this win to solidify himself, possibly as the next guy for a title shot. Well, like, like I he's think, not far off. I think Costa's the next, obviously. Yeah. But um, after that, but yeah, Hermanson's right there. Um, Marco Madsen making his debut in the co-main event, a fantastic wrestler, um, has been brilliant in MMA. Eight and zero, but it's amazing when we spoke to him a couple of weeks back. He's only been full time in MMA for a year and a half or something. Because when it's he crazy, yeah. when he's contracted to the wrestling federation in there, they don't yeah. allow you to. So he's like, I think it's six or seven months a year. You have to just yeah. wrestle, and then if you want to do something else in that five months, you can. And that he used to do that with MMA, UFC. Take note, yeah, unbelievable. You know man. what I mean? But no, I'm very excited to see that kid as well. Um, you know, unbelievably well decorated. What Olympic silver medalist, world champion. Uh, you know, great addition to the UFC, and it's going to be very interesting to see if he can, you know, kick it on uh, in the big show. And uh, Gunny Nelson as well, and, and Gilbert Burns should be fun. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, um, Madsen, of course, taking on Belwardo there, who's coming off a loss. But yeah, as you said, Nelson and Burns, two absolute grappling elites here like I mean Jesus Christ they are unbelievable Bourne's got off to winning ways I believe in his welterweight debut in his last one and um, that's a very very good fight I mean who, who's the A-side there would it be Gunner or is it it's got to be Gunner in Europe right Gunner yeah you, you would think like so Gunner, Gunner has a very hard time of getting himself substantial opponents doesn't he yeah he does but Gilbert Burns is a guy you, that guy will oh, go I think that's a step up from Alves the, yeah listen what's no offence to Alves anymore he's not the force he once was you know, I think we, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago he's pulled out of a lot of fights, a lot of injury problems. Gilbert Burns is an animal, man. This guy can go all day. He's an engine on him. Like, he'll just and go he and go and go. he was a lightweight. Like, and he was killing himself. Exactly. Killing himself to make the weight. Um, so, I think it's fascinating. But you would expect Gunnar to have the more tricks, the more repertoire on the ground. Highly decorated Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, I think Burns is a multiple-time world champion. Is he as well? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. I didn't realize he was he, he was that good, but um, it is. It's a fascinating contest, and I think it's one probably for the purest. Yeah. Um, if it's like that, and listen, I would expect Gunnar, especially in Scandinavia as well, fighting. But it's close enough. Again, it is close, it? and then you know, fair play to Gunnar for taking a short notice opponent as well. Like didn't have to. And, this and is it, a it tough, seems tough like an one. even tougher assignment. It, it does. Yeah, it does. So. <laughs> Uh, props to Gunnar, yeah. Yeah. Ian Kutalaba, who had his uh, run cut short there by Glover in his last fight, has another horrible fight there with yeah, Khalil Roundtree. Roundtree looks unreal now, man. That, that's that time in is, Thailand. He looked, guy, yeah, unbelievable. He's the shit out of people, man. Unbelievable. Obviously lost to Johnny Walker, but the Eric Anders fight was, was fucking class, man. Absolutely amazing. Looked like a totally different striker on the feet. Yeah. Um, he absolutely murdered him, didn't just he? Just murdered him, yeah. Like, that's, like, the only, you can't that's the only word you can way, say. Like, like, went in and absolutely... It was just the stance and everything. So different. And for him to take on so much... For an older guy as well, he's not no spring chicken. To implement that in his game, obviously speaks well about how much of an intelligent fighter he is. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see this guy back in there again because I think he's another guy that could, could really sort of start pushing up there for a title shot if you can get two or three behind him. Yeah, another guy that's flying under the radar is Olyanchuk there from Poland. He's yeah, taking on yeah. Alvin St. Peru. Look at this guy's record. Yeah, I mean, savage. I believe he beat Khalil Roundtree in his debut on short notice, but he popped for something, I believe. And so it was like, went to a no contest. <laughs> but he certainly doesn't look like the kind of guy, his body and stuff, like yeah. he doesn't look like the kind of guy. It can that's... often be deceiving, Peter. Look yeah. at you. You don't really look like the type, do you? <laughs> then I'm, a, I'm a massive steroid abuser. <laughs> but um, the main card, finishing out the main card is Nicholas Dalby. It's and look, cracker. anyone... 
Nicholas Dabby and Alex Oliveira, anyone that saw Nicholas's last fight will know how violent that man can be. And anyone who's ever watched a cowboy fight will know how violent that can be. This reminds me of uh, of Dalby and Till, this fight to a certain degree. It's insane. Fight. Yeah, it is a re- that's like fight of the night. Like I I, I can probably then the, I'm looking at this main card now. Night. It's actually ridiculous. Like it's for a European card. It that's is good. pretty ridiculous. Top three are great fights on, on Dalby. Um you know, and I'm sure all but of them are. But I'm interested in round three. I'm interested in all the entries. So it's like, yeah, and like Dalby Oliveira, that could easily be you know co-main events. We've we've seen we've seen worse main events than that fight in yeah. Europe. If we're honest about it, so yeah. you know, I really like it. I think it's a cracker. Fight of the night written all over. Uh, John Phillips uh, in against Amadovsky uh, on the prelims there. Dicharico against Mahmoud Muradov. Uh, CR Bakhrudzada is against the Ooh, Austrian Wonderboy. Boy. CR in a while. Yeah, it, that's a tough fight for the Austrian Wonderboy. Yeah. Even though he looked very good, it's just his last fight, a few question marks after that. I can't remember who it was he was fighting, but just didn't come off for him on the night like it did in his debut. His debut was yeah. sensational. Who was it? Uh, Chase Roncontour. Right, yeah, he's a he's a tricky guy in himself. Um, Brandon Davis v Chikadze. Uh, how do you say that? Macy, how does he you say your second name? Chayson. Uh, Macy Chasson. Chess Chasson. Sorry, yeah. against Lena Landsberg. Landsberg had a huge win there in her that's last a, one. That's in Sweden. a that's a good fight. That's a good level fight, definitely. And then you have Mark, Mark Diakese and Orlando Van Adam. Well, that's another one that's far. How are they putting that down over. there? Yeah, I don't know why the fuck that's down there. That should be on the main card. Yeah, that uh, should be. Uh, that should be probably ahead of. You know, a loan check and OSP, in my opinion, um, that's a cracking fight. That's this is Mark's first out since the Duffy yeah, win, is it? Since the Duffy win, yeah. Um, so that's a big, big fight for Mark. Um, you know, bounce back against Joe. Um, I think we might see old school Mark Diacase just wrestle this guy to the ground and hold him. Like, I mean, yeah. Well, like, do you really want to stand and bang with Lando? Yeah, not at all. Mm. Don't want to stand and bang with any of them, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. No, but Lando, we've seen what Lando can do on the feet, and you know, he's he, he coming off Jesus two draws in his last four fights, which is that's mental. Isn't that it? is pretty mad. But we saw that you know, when he made his debut, he uh, I think it was back in twenty sixteen against Ferguson. You know, came in and, and threw down, and um, we saw the fight obviously against David Timor as well, which is another cracker, uh, one for the European memory. If you remember that one, uh, stand yeah. and bang scrap that was fight of the night. So. Um, very interesting that one, and I think that is uh, another potential fight of the night. Definitely, it's it, it's a good fight. And then, of course, it's going to be Jack Shore opening up the fight card against Nohelan Hernandez. That's a scrap, isn't it? That's it. Like Nohelan looked really good. He yeah. fought Marlon Vera short notice. That's right, yeah. Actually, clubbed. If I remember correctly, he battered Marlon in the first round, then got submitted in the second. Yeah. Marlon Vera is an animal, like yeah. so. That's a really interesting one, man. It's. I mean, looking at those two cards, we just broke them down back to back. Copenhagen's a far stronger card, isn't it? Hundred percent. Like I mean, I, I'm very invested in Bellator because I know these guys have watched them come up. But I mean, if you're talking about standard here, like the matchups, like are a, the matchups is the, is a major difference. For the me. matchups, the matchups is the big difference. Yeah. yeah. Um. Obviously, we have had guys fall off the Bellator card injured, but Scope and Queen is a high level fight. It uh, is Bellator. There's yeah. a few of them, like as you said, Chadwick and yeah. more. Um. But yeah, it can't really compete in terms of high level. Nah, yeah, I, I totally agree. With you. you look at the like, Jacker Manson, Cannonier, Marco Madsen, Gunnar Nelson for God's sake. Yeah, Marchi Casey, Divinata, Jack Shore, Nolan Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, speaks yeah. volumes. It does indeed. But um, you're away on some holidays. You need an L holiday. Yeah, well, you work very hard, Noel. You yeah, need, need some time. Not to working kick. hard enough at the moment. <laughs> Nah, well, nah, just, I think too. it's I think it's good just to you know I, I said fuck it a few weeks ago and get the head away get some head space and 
eat up a bit of sun and drink some beer, watch the rugby and, and watch the fights on, on Friday and Saturday night and, and swipe away in Tinder. So it should be a bit of fun. And uh, yeah. Is this one of one of Niall's solo missions or are you going away with a few of the lads or something? I might fuck going on my own to Mallorca. Nah, one of the, a couple of boys are coming over. Um, they've given the, they've got a pass from the wife's um, oh really Paul O'Connor two Galway lads and Declan O'Halloran oh, so I've been slagging them all week I said clean your jeans boys because <laughs> you know all those boggers they got around their dirty jeans on and <laughs> it looks like the shite all over them so uh, there you go I tell them to clean their jeans and uh, no white fronts either to clean their skid marks off them I don't even see them <laughs> <laughs> so but listen uh, no I'm looking forward to it man uh, it's been a while um, so now, let's just chill that's all I want to do is just chill for a week Look at this fucking dark weather. Look at the state of oh, it, Peter. It's so dark. Like, this, this time two months ago, man, it was it bright. Was bright, yeah, man. I was only thinking about that when I was coming down the road. Usually I'd leave to come down here later. Yeah. And I was driving today. It was pitch black already. I was like, this is crazy. And no so matter, in a week, it's just completely it gone. Is, like, it's t- totally... It's the temperature's still pretty high, even though it's wet yeah. and rainy. But that's going to drop dramatically now. As soon yeah. as October kicks in. Yeah, I got a bit of food poison at the weekend as well. That was nice. Wars, man. Both ends. No, it was just the, the day after it came out the other end, but yeah. it was, came out the top end. I had a few beers as well after work, and oh man, it was I could feel it. You can, you no, but you in never drink. Stomach. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Like I never. Your, your system being shocked by alcohol yeah. because it must be two years since you had a gargle. Ah, oh, ten. Like, yeah, <laughs> ten fucking hours more. Are like. we gonna win the fucking World Cup? <laughs> nah, I don't buy into this shit. Um, I think <laughs> no, it's just a, it's an example of the media here. They, Are England gonna win it? Possibly, yeah. I think England. England are a very England, good chance. England made us look. Terrible. But I think you can't look past New Zealand really after the weekend. Um, phenomenal performance against the Saffers. But listen, you no, know, listen. Ireland were really good. They were in fairness. To, it was their best performance in over a year. Um, they looked a little bit different. They were a bit predictable over the last few months. So it's good to see. But again, the media going a bit OTT and people here are going, oh, we're going to win it now. No, we're not. But listen, just. Let's get out of the pill first and then start looking at each game as it, as it happens. And listen, that's what Joe's going to do anyway. And I hope we do. But listen, I don't think so. Is that the hard, Like, I mean, the pool is Scotland, Japan, and who else? Scotland, Japan. Uh, oh, geez, my who else have we got? oh, my God. Oh, my God. Scotland, Japan, um, Namibia. And oh, is there five in a group? Yeah, yeah, it's five in a group. Oh, I didn't know that. Scotland, Japan, Namibia, and Italy, I think. Is that correct? Italy? Hang on. Or maybe I'm talking shite here. Ireland, now. Japan, Samoa, Russia, Samoa, Scotland. Russia, Scotland. Sorry, yeah, there you go. Five. Jesus Christ, imagine yeah, that. Put me on the spot. Northside are telling us outside who's in the group. <laughs> fucking hell. Nah, but uh, I, I got up at fucking like, I got up at like 540, 5.40. That Mexico City card ruined everything. It I stayed up till 4am to watch a lad paw someone in the face yeah. and then all hell break loose and I was like, oh, well, I'm not getting up for the match now. That's yeah. great. I was quite annoyed as well. I had money on the two games and I only lost by a point in like, Two of them. It was absolutely sickening. Like Jeez. I would have cleared five hundred quid off the two games. All the people are going mad on Twitter in the first half of the Ireland match, and I was downstairs making me mass and rushes. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, though, you did watch the New Zealand. You texted me saying about New Zealand, South Africa. Yeah, I'd watch oh, that. That's a, that's a highlight. They're the two best teams in the yeah. world at the moment. So. Well, me dad was watching. And I just kind of nipped in because I'm back now. I'm back in the the, the parents' gaff now. So it's ah. it's yeah. It's good crack in fairness. I, I uh, had a bit of a nightmare for us because there's no Wi-Fi and stuff, but we just have to do it to get the old shekels together for our mortgage because Ireland's a shithole. It is a shithole. It's a horrible country, horrible <laughs> media. Uh, it's just, just and the weather's poxy. You can't do anything. There's like, there's like this Illuminati society in Ireland, isn't it? It's fucking mad. It's mad. Is it? like it's just so frustrating when you talk to someone from a different country, like in the states or whatever, and you you're telling them, okay, let's pay you fuck all and then charge you fifteen hundred quid oh a my, month for rent. Like, like me and Lena earned on bad money. Like it's just this country is shit. Like it's it's, they don't support anything. They don't. Crazy. It's just 
you know, unless you're uh, Leo Varadkar's so mate. Like, if, imagine if this was Mexico City. Like, yeah. those guys would be out in the streets to be throwing bottles yeah. and stuff at them. Because we, 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 for some reason, whatever it is here, we just take shit, our people. Yeah, well, and we, we need to stand up. That's all train martial arts. <laughs> I tried that man Doesn't fuck all but, um, Train UFC yeah, I need to do that But um, Yeah I no, think that's everything You're off to Melbourne now at the, After Bellator Dublin Yeah So I'm Terrible Like I'm I, I'm not looking forward To the flight at all man Like it's It just, is It's a shit one I've done a couple of times 8 hours to Abu Dhabi oh. 14 to Melbourne It's Yeah it is punishing But um, You'll have a bit of crack over there With the, the, the rugby on and stuff I know they're not the biggest Union fans down in Melbourne, it's more but AFL and stuff, but it'd be great. great my banter. friends are telling me mostly in Melbourne, like there's a, it's very multicultural. Like it's most kind of you know different nationalities all over that kind of place. Yeah, I mean, so. my cousin used to run the um, the pub there, the in, in the in the in the Irish in the Gabba. What's the name of the field there? It's the famous field. They have an Irish club there, and he used to run that, and he used to have a bit of family over there, and. But it's uh, they love the Aussie rules there and, and the rugby league. Yeah, that's what me mate Tom yeah. was telling me that actually he was like it's a big rugby league place like massive it's not, like massive. I was expecting well. the bars to be jammers. They will. No, I'd say you get good crack when you're there, especially with Ar- if Ireland are on. Yeah, you know it'd be really good the atmosphere there. You'll you'll enjoy it. But you'll have you, a few if, have a few schooners. What's the they schooner? call them? They're like little. They're like little. Uh, they're not your points. Like they're sort of t- two quarters of a point. It's a weird sort of size. Um, so half a point is two quarters, yeah. It's not a half. No, it's not, sorry, Jesus, fucking hell. <laughs> um, whatever it is, it's like it's not half. Is it like them bar beers they get in America? Like the, no, 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 they're, no, they're a bit smaller. And um, Scanners. They keep them like that because it gets so hot in the summer. Oh, that's a good show, actually. Yeah, keep it in little. Yeah, glass, that's so a good show. It's good and drink the. Uh, you get the old the stuff I like there. What were you telling me to get? It's yeah. The Cooper's Pale Ale. Beautiful the stuff. You can one, get it here, you know, the green one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure to have that on tap there, Pete. You have one for me, send me pictures. I will. And um, the old DB and Victoria Bitter is all right as well. If anyone wants me to sign your baby or anything, just approach <laughs> me. I have felt tip pens. No hassle. Says The Rock here. <laughs> Ki- the Rock used to say, I'll kiss babies, uh, hugging <laughs> people and kissing babies. Oh, That's shit. what it's like. That's what it's like, man. But, it is, um, isn't you a superstar like Peter Carroll? Absolutely. And now a multimedia superstar. Like, <laughs> tell the people about this. He, he's earning a video editor. Nine oh, hours. Welcome to my fucking world. Top Eight years. It. It's a pain in the hoop. Look, I'm fucking deadly at it now. I'll, I'll teach you how to have audio edit so soon. I, can do, I think I can do that with Premiere <laughs> as well. You can, yeah, you can. Well, <laughs> no. You can do it tonight, sure. No, thanks. <laughs> um, that's all we have. I don't know what we're going to do for next week because Noel's away. Um there might not be a podcast. There may be a podcast. Yeah, we're yet to decide if we yeah. can work. We'll, we'll try and work out something. If we can work it out, we'll get it up. Because my if plan, not. my plan was to record it on. Oh, I'll just grab someone at Bellator on Friday and record it. But then I was like, but then Copenhagen's the next day, so it makes no sense. Yeah, so you'd be yeah. like, yeah, what are we gonna do? Well, like, if we can work out a time on on Monday, I'll do it. No problem from there. If I have decent internet and yeah. in the hotel, well, I'm going. I'm going. I'm flying out on Monday. So all right, okay, that's a bit of an issue. Yeah, More so than likely, we're not gonna have a podcast yeah, next yeah. week. It's going to be difficult. Look, if I can somehow pull it out my arse, I will. Um, but that's all we got for you. So potentially, could won't be talking to you for two weeks. And if you do, stay safe. And just don't listen to any other podcasts because they might scare you. That's my recommendation. Well, I reckon that's, that's a good one as well. <laughs> I'm going to come back from Mallorca with three kids and married. And it's going to be beautiful, man. It's going to be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting out of here. But geez, that th- I hope that Thomas Cook thing doesn't do that to me. But anyway. Yeah, it's good old Thomas Cook. But um, that's all we've got for you guys. Huge weekend for European MMA. Enjoy yourselves and love yourselves. Mwah. Good luck.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 